What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Status Update. And I've been trying to find my way home. Through you, I remain strong. What would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? The Status Update podcast is centered around sharing stories and talking about lived experiences, becoming better because of it. We explore topics around family, friends, relationships, dreams, and aspirations. And my next guest needs no introduction. Welcome to the Status Update podcast. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) It's pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Can't complain, you know. um, Yeah, I had a pretty good day today. Um, Did some yoga worked with the chiropractor so mentally feeling pretty good hey why don't you introduce yourself for the audience let the listeners know who you are what you do yeah absolutely so um hi everyone out there um my name is joshua sumrell um currently i'm the assistant director for student activities at eastern connecticut state university um so my specific job is in charge of clubs and organizations i love it Um, i'm able to interact with 90 plus or actually more than i don't know what number it is but 90 plus clubs um, and all of their um, e-board, uh, e-board students um, and really kind of help them with their programs and stuff. So, um, you know, that's what I do for work. I mean, outside of work, I'm, like I said, doing some yoga, really trying to get into that. That's like my main focus now, um, you know, eating right, trying to be vegetarian. I go back and forth with that all the time um, and just, you know, trying to work my body. So um, as far as myself, you know, outside of work, I do that. Lots of hiking, lots of outdoorsy things. Um, but, you know, still working for the state of Connecticut and doing what I can do for all those students. There you go. There you go. I know that grind. So um, what was your what was your degree in? What was your past like uh, for a little bit of extra info? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you my come up story of where I am right now. <laughs> um, definitely. I, I don't know if it's a traditional one, but I, I, surprisingly, I do know some people that have the same trajectory. Um, so, you know, I, I went to. Um, Southern Connecticut State University and um, you know as a freshman really had no idea what I wanted to do Um, you know I knew some students from the high school that I went to was in the area so I knew some students I had some like already clicks a little bit already but you know I really took college opportunity to dive into different things and you know I was like no one really knows my past here so I can be a different person and try different things so uh, I remember that freshman year um I mean, I guess to date myself, this was 2006, I believe. Um, And I remember Facebook being like a big thing all of a sudden, like everyone had Facebook and you had to have a college email in order to use Facebook. So (laughs) I was on that first wave of Facebook waves and um, took the opportunity to write some poems. And like, I remember I was like, "I, I should go do an open mic. So I did an open mic. I was nervous, but I really took that time to kind of push myself and and do different things because post or pre uh, college, I was shy, timid kid, like very reserved. Um, so, you know, did that, you know, went to Southern for my undergrad, um, wind up getting my degree in geography, which is, has nothing to do directly with what I'm doing <laughs> right now. Um, but, you know, I really just like interacting with people, learning about the planet and things like that. Um, so, why I was, uh, you know, academically doing geography, uh, I became an RA. Um, and that was just another way for me to go outside my comfort zone. I was very much 
again, talking about my shy, timid side, I was like, uh, I don't know if RA meshes with that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a job and I will be making money. So I should do it to kind of push myself. Um, so I became an RA and loved it. Um, and really that was kind of the, the start of my higher ed, higher education experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became an RA, um, went back and forth between grad school. If, if I was gonna go, at one point I was going to go to the University of Alaska to study geography in a master's program there. It was like a master's slash Peace Corps program. So I was literally about to make that happen. And um, someone convinced me to stay at Southern and get my grad, grad degree there. So I did that instead. Um, so first year, grad, grad intern, uh, there's a hall director that left the second year and they needed someone. So they bumped me up to that. Um, and then, you know, I wind up not getting the position back at, <laughs> at Southern. So I was kind of at odds. I was like, well, I guess I'm maybe I'm what else should I should I go back to geography or should I stick with this higher education? So um, and I assume we'll get to this at some point, but definitely my connections then propelled me to go to Eastern uh, where I was hall director there. And then um, again, going back to connections was able to get a position in some activity. So kind of, you know, I, overall everything, just connections. I mean, I think and just kind of putting yourself out there really like got me to where I need to be and where I am right now. Mm. yeah it sounds like it sounds like just knowing the right people and leaning on those people to help your direction that always helps I know um I know just I know a lot of people have that similar like thought process it's like you you know the right people and those people help you help propel you forward Mm -hmm. so how do you find those people how do you connect with those people that way because I know a lot of people that are listening are probably like how did you know this person and know that person that gets you there yeah yeah you know, it's funny. I think parts of it is solely random and just the right place, right time. But I think you can kind of put yourself in those right places and put yourself in those right times. So um, to go back to my freshman year, I remember um, me and this other kid, we had economics class or something together. Um, and he also kind of was like, why is he involved? We're like, oh, I don't know. Like, what should we do? So we're in the student center at Southern. And this... Um, she must have been a junior or maybe even a senior. Beautiful woman comes up to me. She's a student. She comes up to me and she's like, she's like, I don't know. First of all, I was in awe by this woman because I'm like, she's gorgeous. You know, being a freshman, you're like, wow. Yeah. So then she um she was like, Yeah, you should join MWCP. And I'm like, hmm. I was like, where are the meetings? She's like, they're at this time and I'll be there. So feel free to come by. And I was like, sold. <laughs> so I went to NWCP meeting. Um, it was okay. You know, I connected with some people and then the, some people there were like, Oh, join BSU. So I joined BSU and, um, there was a guy there, his, um, he was a treasurer and he, I don't, for some reason, I just felt a connection to him. He looked similar to me. I mean, obviously he was, I think it was a senior, but just the same, you know, seeing another black male and someone that, you know, he just had the same like personality almost in the way, like everyone thought he was cool. He was very friendly but still could be considered kind of nerdy, I guess, which I always kind of chase myself off of that a little bit too. So um, I didn't, you know, I I tried to kind of connect with him and we did eventually. So he was definitely one of those people that I I started really making good connections with. And, you know, as he moved up in the ranks, you know, he became a grad intern, then hall director and assistant director. He always mentioned my name with these other folks in the room. So I, when I apply for different jobs and different opportunities, um, you know, he could vouch for me. So, you know, I think that 
I intentionally kind of put myself in that right place, right time mentality because I knew that I need to make these connections. And, you know, I, I tell my students now, like, it, it's great to have everything on paper, like, academically, like, yeah, you should have a great GPA, but having all these extracurricular things and connecting with different offices, that's really going to, like, set you up for success and, and kind of elevate you. So that's, I mean, that's why I tell my students all the time, like, I, club stuff is amazing to do, but really dive into and see how you can add all this stuff to your resume and propel your career. Yeah, it's like, you gotta leverage those relationships. You have to know, like, who you need to know and making sure that you have make genuine connections with people. I think that also goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, the genuine part of it is a big factor. There's, you know, obviously some people you want to smooth, like, smooth up to, like, it'd be grateful if we all knew the presidents of our universities. Like, that's an automatic person to know. But, like, you know, you just can't walk into their office, like, and introduce themselves. I mean, you can, but, like, I think those genuine interactions are more long lasting. And, you know, I, I've had some bosses that um, in the past, I, you know, I worked for them and they, you know, still send me a holiday card or still make connections with me and still just have my back 24 seven. So, and I think that's from being genuine and open and being honest. So um, yeah, that, that it's like so crucial to do that. Not, not in just higher education, any field. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, so you can't avoid that. If if you're if you're siloed and you're doing your own thing and you think that's how you move up in the world, you're you're mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's you're not. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road. <laughs> yeah, because no one no one does it by themselves. As much as you can get the education, get the academic piece. A lot of a lot of movement is connections, is relationships, is having uh, people that know other people, and it's always underplayed, but it's definitely something that's valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask a little bit more about uh, how you how you handle being a professional. Um, obviously, you work at a university. Uh, so you have that. How do you balance working at university and mental health and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, so I think, well, right now, obviously, it's a little tough with COVID. I think this is a challenging thing for everyone. And I think we're not paying as much attention to it as we should have, especially the mental aspect of it. Um, but I'll talk about that in a second. But I think as far as like um, being a professional, um, I was blessed with opportunities very young to be in professional roles and leadership opportunity roles where I learned then and learned those mistakes and learned those issues and how to talk to people. I think talking to people is like the like most vital thing you can do in this world and just being able to like de-escalate situations or or you know have some support or have be understanding and listen to people like I those interpersonal skills I cannot emphasize it's like the greatest thing that you can pick up on. And so when I was when I was young I remember um I worked at this health food store when I was 16, 17. I really don't want to work there, but my mom was like, I think she just wanted a discount. So she's like, you should work there. So I was like, all right. Um, the bo- I could tell the, the manager did not want to hire me because I don't know for all the reasons, did not want to hire me. But we were very persistent, finally got a job there. Um, so I worked every weekend, which was annoying. I never hung out with friends and stuff like that. Worked every weekend. But, you know, I, I knew that hard work will get you noticed. And, and again, again, going back to that right place, right time, I keep working hard. Maybe there'll be some opportunity that pops up. So two years of working at that store, um, 
a weekend manager left and they're like, Josh, we need a weekend manager. Are you willing to do it? And this is Josh, 19 year old Josh. So I'm like, uh, you really trust me to be a manager for the weekend? Like I'm only 19. And you know, the, he was, the owner was like, yeah, like you, the way you carried yourself, the way you talk to people, like, I think people have your respect and you have theirs. And he's like, you know, he kind of taught me those lessons of like, it's really how you talk to people. Like, it doesn't matter about your age or your race or any of that stuff. Like, of course, those are factors. But at the end of the day, it's really how you talk to people and how um, you build that respect. So having that opportunity young really helped because I had employees that were maybe twice or thrice my age that I had to like manage and really be there and be supportive of them. Um, so I always thought that was a very groundbreaking experience for me um, growing up. And, you know, I think I always took those, those leadership skills with me in any position, um, just knowing that, you know, you can support people um, by not being a jerk to them, but also by really by listening to them and support and like I said, supporting them. So I think that's how my professional um, aspect is. I'm very much a, like to listen to people, figure out where they are, but also understanding that, um, especially for uh, younger students and younger, younger individuals, that I can provide that opportunity for them as I got an opportunity. So, um, like, you know, I mentor students and try to help them much, as much as possible because I know that we need to be giving that back to them in order and building their confidence and building up their skills because, you know, I got those opportunities. So, um, professionally at a university, I think that's the, that's the important thing, you know, mentoring students, even if you don't have direct contact with them, um, and really just trying to foster their growth and development and push them a little bit. Mm. Uh, I, yell, I yell at some of the students all the time. I'm like, this paperwork's wrong. What are you doing? But at the end of the day, I will congratulate them. I will be their, their biggest cheerleaders in their corner, um, and I will always have their back as once, you know, if they do all the work, you know? Yeah. I think that you touched on some important stuff, especially the communication aspect learning how to speak to people, learning how to talk to people and being someone that um, can communicate, it goes such a long way because it's like, as much as you don't want to admit it, there are people who don't know how to do that, <laughs> who, yes. just, who just can't communicate, who can't say the things that are on their minds, can't like resonate and build those relationships that way. Right, right. Especially even how you say things are like important. And then, you know, I learned like from my, my current um, vice, uh, vice president of student affairs, like tactfulness, like I've always picked up on how you should say things a certain way and like when you should say it. So yeah, I, it's so important. Yeah, it's like, especially <laughs> as a professional, it's like skills you can't avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get those to build relationships. So I also wanted to ask about, uh, what do you see are some like mistakes that young people make as they're entering their professional lives, like post-graduation and that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, if you're going a higher education route, um, I was, I guess I didn't know about different opportunities. I randomly just jumped, jumped on this hall director train for some reason. Um, I think because I was an RA and then again, the people I was, you know, my boss was a hall director. So I was like, you know, that seems like a cool job. Um, but I didn't realize or put together that you could be a hall director at any school in the nation or even different countries. So you know, if I could go do this whole thing all back, you know, go back in time and do it again, I would, you know, commit, commit more to the RA life, but also try to look for hall director opportunities in other places. Cause mm. you know, I think that growth part of it is so important. And 
you know, we talk about this all the time, like you're, you only learn outside your comfort zone. So, you know, if you are just staying at the same place and the same type of school and same everything, like you're not going to grow. You, you will grow some, some stuff, but I always like to, if I'm going to be growing, I want to grow. So, um, that would be my advice, you know, back in the day is just looking back, like trying different experiences. And I think you can do that with any field or any realm, of course, but, um, you know, like I said, making those connections, trying different experiences. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, really just kind of putting yourself out there and, you know, doing different conferences, doing different things, trying to see what you like, especially for like an entry level position. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be a hall director forever. Like I was like, this is not my thing, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to at least take all these experiences, um, build up my resume and because always in the back of my mind is like my resume, my resume is what I'm doing right now going to look great on my resume and how, how I can propel myself, even if I wanted to move to a different field or if I wanted to continue this field and move up the ladder. Um, so really, yeah, just taking any opportunity and kind of growing and, and working on it. Yeah, I like what you, I like what you said about growing. It, so much growth happens outside of what you already know and oh, <laughs> people get stuck in what they know. Like, it's, it's almost, it's, it's insane, but like, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and leave spaces that are known so that you can travel the unknown, put yourself in different situations and not be afraid of what that looks like on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be also like, just understanding that you should always be growing. Like even to this Mm -hmm. day, I am not an expert in student activities, clubs and orgs. There's things I learn every single day. Um, and I think that's, you know, going back to my geography realm, I love geography because it was stuff I learned all the time. So I think just humbling yourself and realizing there's always ways we can do things better. There's always some stuff I'm, you know, especially as we become more of an inclusive world, there's always things that we need to know about other people and, and um, traditions and things like that. So, you know, you're never going to, if you're just stuck in a way, like you're not going to grow and yeah, I, I just don't understand people that don't want to grow and don't want to develop um, because we always have the opportunity to do it and we always can grow, like I said, grow and get better. Yeah, it's it's something that you always have to push yourself for because it does get comfortable once you're in a space for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on the mental health side of things, um, how, do you, how do you find that balance um, between work and regular day life? Yeah, so it's been interesting, um, to say the least. Uh, I think, so right now we're working uh, remote, like partly remotely, and then, you know, part on campus, so this hybrid model, which has been very interesting. Um, you know, when I'm home, I'm like a lot more relaxed. Um, when I'm at work, I'm a lot more focused. So it's interesting, because I wish I could just combine the two, but that's not possible. Um, but I do think, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself. And as a hall, when I was talking about my past experience as a hall director, I was just working constantly. I was just in the office all the time because I felt as if, you know, I needed to show my students I'm here for them and I'm around. And uh, especially as a, as a person of color, I'm like, I'm someone that they can go to for support, not just for housing related stuff or anything like that. So a lot of my coworkers, and, you know, just as a support person for my coworkers and for my RA staff and everyone. So I had um, 
my coworker who we worked in the same building would always yell at me like, you need to get out of the office. You need to find a hobby. You need to do something else. So that part of it, it's, you want to be a good hard, a hard worker. Like that's very important and all your best efforts. But equally, you need to learn how to like relax and like how to unwind and how to like take time for yourself. So um, right now I'm getting very good at it. I, you know, do things where it's, you know, I, you know, I work nine to five. Occasionally I'll dip into six. Maybe sometimes I'll wake up early eight. But, you know, weekends I have for myself. Um, there's times I'm, you know, I may be checking in and things like that. But really just making sure you're protecting your like mental health and you're doing things to celebrate yourself. Um, that was one of my, my criticisms from when I was younger. I never bought anything for myself or never like took a trip for myself or like, I mean, the perfect example is just going to a chiropractor. Like that's something for myself. I don't really need to, I mean, I can go, but like go to a chiropractor, getting a massage, like those things are things I look forward to, um, because they're treating myself and it's for my personal mental health. So I think it's just important for you to be balancing those two things all the time. Like you want, especially if you're trying to get a promotion, you want to move up the ladder. Like you need to be putting those extra hours and you need to be thorough with everything, but you also need to be taking care of yourself. And I think, you know, as grad students, as entry-level people, you're not really thinking about that all the time. You're thinking about, I need to be doing as much work as possible so I can get recognition, but you're going to get burnt out easily. And, you know, I, what's that saying? Yep. You, can, you can't pour from a glass that's empty. Yeah. So you always have to make sure that you're full and you're able to, you are taking care of yourself. So you're able to support whoever that may need that support. Yeah. I, always, I think, I think a lot of that you just touched on is so facts. Like you have to focus first on your health, like your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, because if you don't, you really can't do well at your job. You can't do well in your position and there's no way you're going to climb higher because you're going to be burnt out. And that is a worse place to be than keeping yourself sane and keeping your energy. And then celebrating yourself is important too. Like recognizing that as much as you're trying to climb, I know I've had to tell myself this a few times, as much as you want to climb and achieve and do all these things, recognize that you've come a far a long way. Like you mm-hmm. you've done some things already. So you don't have to continue to just push forward. You should be happy in now too. Yeah, like I, I'm a big person. I, I like to reflect and I'm like, you know, I'll reflect about this current moment or like a program that we just did, but I also like to reflect about like years. So when I think of myself and it, it's so bad, I think that this is probably another advice is like, I think we're all so hard on ourselves all the mm-hmm. time. And it's like, why? Like we are all doing our best. Like, you know, obviously you could be judgmental, like oh, I'm too lazy or man, I should have worked out yesterday or I should have did that. Like, you know, I think that's okay if that's what motivates you to get back on it. But overall, I think we're so hard on ourselves. And I think we need to like reflect and like really think like, wow, like I'm at this age, I'm at this age and I'm have this job and I'm able to do this. And like, understand that it took you all these things in order to get to that point. It's not just luck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely was hard work. It's those connections. It's like your mental health, like all those things in combination are what brought you to where we at where you're at right now so it's yeah it's just you have to like take a break and like celebrate yourself but I think it's also realistic like there's times we're gonna have just rough days that's natural there's times I'm like I hate this like this is annoying or why are you talking to me like that's natural but I think it's just a matter of like 
recognizing that moment and then like, all right, how can we move back um, forward and back towards what we need to do? Yeah, it's it's a it's a balancing act, but it's also something just to be aware of. Like, be proud of yourself. Um, too many times people are not proud of themselves. I think anyone that's listening, it's like, just remember that you've come a long way. And no matter what your circumstance or situation is, you've made it to this place where you might not have everything you want, but rarely do, does anyone have everything that they want. Uh-huh. So be happy and be grateful for what you do have. Mm-hmm. So I also wanted to ask you about um, what inspires you? Yeah, so I I think I draw my inspiration from a variety of different things. Um, and I think it started from my early foundation of like when I was younger. Like I, um, like, you know, I think my mom really inspires me. I probably don't tell her that enough. So maybe she'll listen to this and she'll be get all teary eyed from it. But, you know, I remember being young and being, um, maybe this is like first grade, maybe even kindergarten, just like wanting to make my mom proud. And I know that's like the simplest thing in this world, just like that minor thing. But uh, I can recall like her getting upset about something one time, being very young. And I was like, man, I never want her to be upset. Like, so I just should be doing everything I need to do possibly to make sure that she doesn't get upset. So that translated to school a lot because I'm like, well, I should just get great, good grades and I should just not misbehave and do what I need to do. So, and it, it fell in line with my, me being timid and shy personality. So I was like, oh, this, this all works. So I don't know if I was a child prodigy at that time, thinking of this when I was in first grade, but nevertheless, I think that's always been my motivation is try to making sure that um, I'm doing everything to kind of rest her, her ease and she's able to worry about other things. Um, but I think, you know, eventually that translates to my own motivation, my own inspiration. So I've always had this notion that at the end of the day, hard work is what's going to make me sleep at night. So I always had this mindset that like at the end of the day, I need to, before I go, when I go to bed, I need to know that I've put in my maximum effort for a day, whatever I'm doing. Um, of course, we're going to have lazy days or days where we don't really like aren't as motivated, but you know, I think I get this sense of satisfaction that like, you know, I've tried everything I can. I did my best effort. Um, I made those connections with people. I didn't do people wrong. I served a good life and good, yeah, good life for that day. Um, so that I think that kind of like motivates me and inspires me. Um, recently too, I, I think just hearing about other people's stories have been kind of inspirational. I mean, you know, unfortunately when, when um, you know, obviously there's, there's local people, also celebrities, like, you know, unfortunately like when Chadwick passed away, I didn't like know too much about him. I'm like, wow, like this guy was doing all this stuff and had cancer, but still made these connections and lived life to the fullest. And so like, I'm like, like reflecting on my life, I'm like, wow, I could be doing way more. Um, Same thing with Kobe and same thing, even with Alex Trebek, I'm like, my gosh, like these people have made such an impact on others. And I think that inspires me, but I also know that I'm probably making an impact on people. So I need to keep continuing what I'm doing. Um, because, you know, you may not even know you're making that impact, but down the line, they could be like, wow, you really changed my life. So I think building in all that stuff together really kind of motivates me, like I said, and really helps me when I am feeling kind of low and and not motivated, kind of gives me that drive to think like, okay, someone may be looking at me for 
um, guidance or for inspiration. So I need to continue doing what I'm doing um, and pushing forward. Yeah, it's, it is it is something else. Like as you grow and as you get older, you start to find inspiration in different places and in different people, different situations. And you start to really just get an understanding for like life, the context of it all. I know for me, it's been the same, like very similar watching Kobe die and then Chadwick and even Alex Trebek, like this dude literally like he, he filmed his last episode two weeks before he died. Like I he know. was still all the way up to that point, like still grinding. <laughs> like, and to me, it's just like these, I mean, you know, Kobe things was so, so tragic, tragic, but Kobe lived in the moment. Like he lived maximum every day was like maximum. Um, and, you know, I think to go back to that point, like I, I really started checking in my own mortality. I'm like, well, you know, someday I'm going to eventually like pass away or, you know, die. unfortunately like that happens. So I need to make sure that I'm doing everything I can do to live life to the fullest and making those impacts. But, um, I mean, yeah, like this year we lost a lot of people, even like, like Ruth Ginsburg, like yeah. all these people that are so much monumental to other people um but yeah i mean that grind like they were not missing a beat it's they easily could have been like well i i have cancer or i'm old i'm not going to do this anymore yeah. but no i think i think they knew that other people are looking at them yeah so, and i yeah. think and i think there's there's a lot more people even people that are listening probably don't realize how others look at them like some people look up to you uh, whether or not you know it, um, your story might be something that resonates with them or something you went through might be something that really like is important uh, for them to see as a model. Uh, I think everyone almost underplays or downplays like what they've been through and they don't think it's like anything. And yeah. I always think like, dude, if I see you in a position that I want to be in, like you automatically inspire me mm -hmm, just based mm -hmm. off of that alone because I see you made it to that point so I want to make it to that point. Like you were an inspiration to be assistant director. I was like, Josh is assistant director. I want to do that. Right. And it's yeah. just like, I see you in the position. I see you doing the work every day. I'm like, I want to do that. Like, mm -hmm. that's something I, I can see. It's right in front of me. So I think people really don't realize that in the moment when they're like down on themselves. But it's like, it's so true. Right. And that's like, you know, I, I was talking to, I forgot who I was talking to the other day, but I was saying how like, representation matters so much because Thanks. like like just having someone that looks like you doing something you may want to do gives you the confidence like okay I could do that um obviously you sometimes you need those pioneers to be the first people to actually do whatever you want to do but you know I think that just like gives you the the confidence or at least the vulnerability like I can I can actually this is obtainable my dreams or whatever I know it's getting very deep my dreams are possible but um yeah it's 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 cool to have people representing and to be inspiring like that yeah because you can you can see it it's like it's it's a strange thing for people who always have representation because they don't actually see the difference like that's all they know but when you're like I don't see too many people doing that Mm -hmm. that look like me you start to really say like is that something that people do that look like me right like I mean perfect example I know um I forgot what baseball team but the um 
there's a woman that's now the first like GM of baseball team. Yeah, I like, first that. ever, um, and first um I think she's like first Asian American yeah. woman. Um, which I'm like that's amazing because like now you have again an uh, area where a uh, population in this world could, uh, you know, could be like, wow, I can do that. Um, instead of it just being like, oh, that's only men or only this. So yeah, that representation. I mean, even with, with um, you know, our, our vice president elect, when she, she got into what, yeah. Huge, like, huge, huge moment. <laughs> yeah. Huge moment because you start to think like she could be president one day. Like you're yeah. starting to say she can be president. A person of color can be president. Like we're watching, we're watching the world kind of change in a way, but we're seeing people take these positions. And I was watching, I looked at an update from NFL and they had said how uh, there was a first Monday night football game that was being called by an all black referee staff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, what? I didn't realize that was going on, but it was like, that's super cool um, for me to see, even if I'm not trying to be a ref, like, I just think it's cool that yeah. Yeah, like I remember when before Obama got into office, in my mind I'm like, well, I don't know when there will be a black president. I'm I may have to be the first one. Then Obama got into office, I'm like, oh okay, then I don't necessarily need to do it. But like, I do think, um, yeah, it's it's nice to see diversity, and it it's not saying like, oh, it's we need to make diversity everywhere, but it is refreshing when there are different ideas and different people in different positions because you know. Going back to our notion, we always should be growing and developing and trying different things and putting ourselves out there as much as possible. Yeah, and I think I think that that you just hit it right there. Like you always should be growing, and even as like an organization or as like an institution, it's always a need for growth. And remembering that growth is important, no matter where you are. Like if you you could just be running a restaurant, you should be wanting to grow. You should be wanting right. first staff. You should be wanting. Uh, to give more opportunities than less. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So I want to I wanna talk a little bit about um, just your experience as like a male, a male in a primarily female dominated like office and situation. What is that like? It's because I always think of kind of higher end a little bit, like sort of like teaching where teaching is a female dominated industry and you're trying to like you you're not the norm so what is that like yeah I mean I think um I feel like my office might be kind of like a representation of like higher education because I think it is very much you know uh white female um I, I think so the layout for most higher education possibly yeah um but you know I, I think with that it comes um a lots of understanding which is great lots of like um, you know, obviously communication and working together, um, but also knowing that, you know, you can be vulnerable and not know something. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've talked to my colleagues about like stuff that subject matter that maybe they just aren't aware of um, and same vice versa. There's some stuff that I just have no idea. Um, so I think, you know, obviously professionally speaking, like you have to carry yourself with a certain um, professionalism or, you know, carry yourself with certain etiquette. Um, but I do think as you build relationships over time with, with people, I think you're able to really um, really get down to the, the, the meat and potatoes of everything. And I, mm-hmm. I think with higher education, I mean, I, I have friends that are in the business realm and, you know, I always tell them like, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to my coworker about diversity. Like it's, it's not a taboo thing. Like 
I think in higher education, we ha are willing to have these conversations because we have them with our students all the time. Um, where my friend in business realm, he's like, oh, it's kind of like, we don't like, we, that's scheduled for like a one hour on like a Wednesday or something on every other month kind of thing. So um, <laughs> I think, you know, being in this field, we're able to open up about things we're not comfortable with or things that we um, need more knowledge, more information on. And it, for it not to be something that we're judging them on, like, oh, you should have been, been know, known this. Because, um, you know, of course, we could be petty and be like, oh, you should have known this. But nevertheless, pettiness doesn't get you anywhere in life. So um, I think it's interesting. It's, um, I think I've always, in talking about my past, I've always been around kind of strong female presence. Um, one of my greatest bosses, she, um, this is when I was at Southern, she, when I was an RA, she pushed me 24-7, not literally, but like metaphorically speaking, um, just to get better and just improve. And she was actually one I, I referenced, I get, uh, got her card, her Christmas card. She was like, oh, I'm just, here's my Christmas card, just checking in that she's been saying to me ever since uh, 12 years ago from now. So I think like I, you know, being the person I am and, and knowing the things that I need more information on, I've kind of worked on that. So for example, like feminism, I was very much like, I don't know anything about this. So undergrad and grad, I did more research on it and really, and that boss kind of pushed me because she is a hardcore feminist. And I realized I'm like, wow, this is amazing. There's been things that I haven't been exposed to. So I think it's in the higher education field and it's always important that you are exposing your, like again, exposing yourself to different opportunities and really being able to um, check your privileges and be like, okay, I don't know anything about this subject. Um, let me do my research. Um, it's okay to ask your peers, but also that your peers shouldn't be the one telling you, like can't be the spokesperson about every experience. So yes. really you want, you know, that would be my one advice for anyone that's in the office that um, you may feel like you're the only one is definitely, um, you know, giving that advice to your peers about, you know, making sure they do their research or giving them different trainings that they possibly could attend so they can build up their knowledge base. Um, and also checking in on yourself. Um, so there's times when I'm like, I need to talk to another male just as just to vent or just to like decompress. And it wouldn't even be like any major situation or anything like that. Like sometimes you just want that camaraderie. So um, I think that's important too, just for your, your, again, for your mental health and also your mental work health. So like I have colleagues that are in other offices that I'm able to like just talk about random stuff and they talk about their random problems and we connect and things like that. So um, again, like, you know, going back that whole mental, mental health part of it, like really just phases into everything we do. Yeah, and that, that never goes away. And <laughs> I, know the, I know the feeling, like you work in an office with all females and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just mm. different because you start to get a different perspective. And I know for myself, it's a, it's a, it, was, it was a perspective I never had before mm. um, because I had always been on like football teams with a bunch of guys and all these, I had clubs with a bunch of, bunch of dudes and it never felt like I was in a situation where I was just around females. And like the feminist, the feminism thing, I learned so much more about feminism. Oh, my world is changed. <laughs> it, it, it became so different because I had no idea. Like I just never exposed myself to it. I never felt the need to. And then I got into this, I got into those circumstances where you're starting to understand more about what the other gender 
um, goes through. And it's something that you might not have ever like looked at or thought about because you're living your own existence. Right. You're right. hearing the little things, but you're not necessarily like jumping on everything and going mm-hmm. and diving deep. But once you do dive deep into it, you start seeing the disparities, you start seeing all of that, and you start understanding how you may have contributed to that and how to change it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think back to, again, going back to my RA life, it's like once you become an RA or work in like housing, you can't like take away that stuff. So like if I'm in like a situation where I feel as if like someone's going to be escalated, I naturally now have these skills where I, I can't ignore that. I have to kind of be like, well, you should calm down. Or even like when I go like, you know, pre-COVID, if I go visit a friend and they have a candle in the apartment, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. you just have candles out? Like, what's going on here? So I think, um, you know, I think it's, again, it goes so, it's so important for you to learn about different stuff and learn how people feel and interact and, and get, get all that knowledge so you're able to, you know, support them. And, you know, I, I think a perfect example is I had a boss, um, going back to that, that boss at Southern, she, I had like a really aha moment because she like was telling me, she's like, you know, those men at work, working signs, like those construction signs. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you find any problem with that? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, I know a problem with that. I was like, oh, tell me. She's like, well, the men at working side implies that women cannot do that work. And I was like, oh, wow. I never even thought of it that way. So she's like, yeah. So if like a little girl is in a car and they drive by it, a little girl can already in her mind assume that that's not work I'm supposed to be doing. So I need to be doing something else. That's not an area I'm welcomed in. Mm -hmm. Um, Only men could be doing construction work. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't think about that at all. And just again, going back to representation. So those like little things like that, I think, like you said, we have, I don't know, I don't know, privilege, but sometimes we just aren't, aren't exposed to those things. And, and it's not until you have those aha moments, you're like, wow, like, hopefully I haven't been oppressing anyone. But like, from this point on, I, I can't look away at that. I need to do better. And I need to be more knowledgeable about other groups and other people's personalities and how they live their life. Yeah, I think, I think like, what you just said is like, you can't look away from it. It's once you know, you really can't. And I think that's something that uh, just throughout life is important because you start to, once you recognize something it's that's a problem, you can't not see it. And it's your obli- it's a, almost an obligation to address it when you, when you do see it because mm-hmm. you know what it does because mm-hmm. um, it's deeper. Mm-hmm. So I also want to give you a chance to, to plug any social media, any like charities you want people to donate to. I always like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to connect with me, um, my Instagram is jsumrell, so J-S-U-M-R-E-L-L. Um, I usually repost a lot of, like, organizations. Like, I'm very big into earthy things, very big into social change stuff. Um, so I'm usually reposting that stuff. I'm usually cooking. I'm usually doing yoga, <laughs> things like that. I mean, I don't do anything crazy like that, but um, I'm always willing to have engaging conversations about any topic. Um, I, you know, honestly, I kind of love getting that geography degree because I feel like very worldly. I always feel like I can talk about any subject and I always have to check myself whenever someone's like, oh, um, I don't know what the capital of like Montana is. I'm like, what? How do you not know what the capital is? So I always have to check my privilege of like people usually don't know geographies like that. So 
Um, but nevertheless, I'm always down to have really engaging conversations. So yeah, anyone can follow me on Instagram. Um, I also have a LinkedIn as well, just Joshua Sumrall, um, if you wanted to um, connect that way. And I'm trying to do, be a little bit better about checking LinkedIn and engaging in those conversations. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, um, you know, I'm always willing to have an engaging conversation. I, I like to talk. I like to figure out where people are coming from. And, you know, I really try to um, put myself in their shoes when it comes to any subject. Um, and then, you know, as far as like causes, like, you know, anything that's like really pro diversity, pro inclusion, pro everything, like I recommend you follow, like I, my feed on Instagram, is just a lot of positive stuff. Like, Cause at one point I'm like, I cannot listen to the news, just very <laughs> negative. I was like, this, co all this COVID stuff is just a lot. Um, so I, I try to, um, infuse a lot of positive things. Um, and, you know, try to listen to different podcasts that kind of stimulate my brain and kind of get me in the right mindset. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's some of the stuff that I kind of subscribe to. Um, right now I'm big into, like I said, yoga, um, trying to get big into tea as well. I love drinking tea. Um, mm. yeah, tea is like life. I, and then, um, yeah, I think I want to start practicing being more of a minimalist as well. Um, and just trying to downsize everything that I'm doing because I think we live in so much um, excess. But that I can talk all day about that. <laughs> uh, I know. Minimalism is something that I took on last, I want to say, January. And it is a long process, but it is also very rewarding. Mm -hmm. it, not only does it make your space look better, it also just takes away a lot of distractions from other pieces of your life. Right, right. Because we, we just hold on to things and it's like we don't need them, um, you know, physically and also mentally and also spiritually. Like there's just so much heaviness that we always have. So it's nice. Like, I don't know if anyone has ever like lost your phone for like a couple of days. It's the best feeling ever. Like I lost my phone for four days during RA training at Southern. I've never be, I've learned so much during those four days as an RA and just about how to connect with people. So like, I'm not saying go lose your phone, but it's <laughs> actually, I don't know, I think it's pretty good. Um, so, and, and another subject too is like, I'm, I keep diving into being vegetarian and I go back and forth. So, um, but yeah, that could be a whole nother subject as well. Yeah, we're got to bring you back on. I know yeah, we're going yeah. towards the end of the time, but <laughs> thank you, thank you for this conversation. I feel like this has just been very, very nice, very stimulating. And we talked about a lot that I think anyone that's listening is going to be super engaged with. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm always willing to engage in conversations. So definitely let me know if you want to connect and uh, talk about anything. And um, yeah, definitely just take care of your mental health. Like that's the, the, the final words I have to say is just protect your energy. Like what you just heard, follow the Status Update podcast on Facebook and visit inspiredbyjamil.com for more content. See you next time. And I've been trying to find my way home. Through you, I remain strong. What would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? 
What would JC do? What would JC do? What would JC do? What would JC do? Uh, through all the madness, yeah. Always knew I would have him. Oh, ain't even had to ask much, yeah. Always there, never.